Life was hard. Okay, but crunch it away. Life was hard. But it could be worse. Rob was crunching. Now Life he's being hard. shy. He doesn't want to crunch anymore. Oh, you didn't hear that? Oh, no, no, not over the life is hard thing. Oh, I was doing it. Oh, were you? I wasn't being shy. Oh, yeah. Darn it. We missed out. The music was too loud. Yeah, well, here's what you missed. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Crunch, 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 crunch. You're all crunch, out of Funyuns? Uh, they are actually simple, truth, crispy rice bites. Almond, mm. blueberry, naturally flavored. I took advantage of that moment while you were talking to push the keyboard drawer in on my my workstation here so I can get up closer. Um, yeah, don't waste your time listening to me. Oh, I didn't want it's to make it. much more productive. I was afraid it would stuff. make noise. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted it to sound like you were the one squeaking, not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got nothing to say. I get it. Yeah. Well, have you been, uh, have, you've heard the TikTok challenge about cooking your chicken and NyQuil? Yes. I brought that to your attention, I believe. Well, I've heard about it on multiple, like everybody's talking about it. It's It's been all over the, the, uh, NPR news shows and the you know probably Seth Myers and you name it you know everybody's got yeah Seth Myers is it Seth Myers no it's Seth Myers but Vance used to call him Seth that works for me and I'm with Vance and we told him it was Seth and he said I like Seth better we agree now and so we call him Seth because I've decided that. I'm allowed to call stuff whatever I want. It's my word for them, right? Ah. So it really doesn't matter what your name is. That kind of or... goes against the picking your own pronouns thing, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. You I know. mean, I didn't intend for it to be that way, but that was the logical conclusion that I came to yeah. is, you know, what I call you is my name for you. I could call you like, hey, you, you know, or... Well, <laughs> or pardon me, ma'am, you know, or traditionally whatever. speaking, we usually tell people what we want to be called. I mean, that's usually how it works. Cause someone will, someone will say like, uh, I don't remember your name and I'll be like, oh, you can call me whatever you want because I don't really care. Right? As long yeah, as I, but then as it gets ridiculous because then you have to call Nevada, Nevada, you know, and just because the people from there say it or the county that my Mother lives yeah, but in. Now you're getting a little extreme. States don't no. care what you call them. Counties don't care what you call them. Cities right, don't so care what you call them. People draw the line of people. If so you're I can't talking face to face with somebody and you refuse to call them what they want to be called, I think that's just disrespectful. Unless you just hate if, them and you would want to let them know that you hate them and then call them whatever I'm, you want. But if I'm not, then I can call them whatever I want. So I can call them Seath Myers. Instead of Seth. Well, I mean, I don't think he gives a shit. <laughs> you know, I'm. I just, I just know that if if I care about somebody, you know, if I'm with somebody that I give a shit about, I'm not gonna be like, hey, asshole. And they're like, why you call me that? Oh, just because I feel like it. You know. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna call you Steve. You see, call I'm, you call. You said you could call people whatever you wanted to call them. So, but but I want I want to call you by what you want to be called in most cases. Well, well, that's fine. I mean, that's kind of, I, you know, I guess we do what we want to do, but we want to do things for different reasons. Sometimes we want to do things because we want to treat other people the way we want to be treated. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I do that most of the time. Well, that's why we do anything. 
I mean, it, but that but, sometimes comes. But wait a second. But, yeah. But, right? Like if somebody's name is like, I don't know. Like if they're really particular, like over particular, like it's Victoria, not Victoria, you know, or something like that. Mm. Then I'm going to call you what I want to call you. Right. See, I have a bad habit of introducing <laughs> myself as, as just because you pronounce your name wrong doesn't mean I have to. Yeah, but I have a bad habit of introducing myself by the name that I really don't want people to bother with. Like I'll say I'm Douglas, right? And they'll be like, "Oh, do you do you prefer Douglas?" I'm like, "No, you call me Doug." He let it escape. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but the point is that you know people will be like, "So, so what? You know, do you prefer you know Douglas?" I'm like, "No, you call me Doug." Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, if you want to go to all the trouble to say Douglas, it's not really my preference. But that's how I introduce myself. I make the mistake of doing that. Yeah. So. I always introduce myself as Rob. And then it doesn't matter. They call me Ron. They right, call me right. Bob. And, and they I don't, call me Bobby. Right? And But, that's what well, but, that's, like, but that goes matter. back to, like, when I'm working with somebody who doesn't know me well and they call me by something other than my name. And then they apologize. I'm like, you know, it doesn't really matter. I, I'm like, I don't care as long as I know we're talking to each other. You know, but if you're shouting across the room and there's 10 people in the room and you're shouting for, you know, for Jake and I'm not <laughs> answering you. Well, then you're inefficient, obviously, because <laughs> that's not going to work. Yeah, well, I'm just saying you might want to get the, get the name right because I won't know who's, you know, who you're calling for. Um, but... Which takes us back to the NyQuil thing, because what is your, you know, if, if your motivation for calling somebody what they want to be called is because you also want to be called what you want to be called, or you want to be treated, you know, with respect, then what is your motivation for cooking your goddamn chicken in NyQuil? What is the purpose of that? It sure as heck isn't <laughs> respect for the chicken. I was going to say, because you want to be cooked in NyQuil? I mean, I don't know. Is that what I you're hope at? not. I, I mean, I, I would hope that nobody I mean, thinks I think a good idea. I mean, I think somebody, people are figuring out ways to get high, you know, you because think? because life is hard. Well, I will, really you know, there's a part of me that really wants to be way more sympathetic with people who feel they must escape from, you know, the hardship of life. Um, because well, I have my escapes. I just don't use drugs. I agree. I, I think in so, a lot of those instances, though, when they're doing crazy shit like that, they're doing it for thrills, not necessarily because they're and so, all I think despair some, and woeful, you know? I think there's some peer pressure there, too. I mean, it used to be it used to be that peer pressure was from people that you you knew, like you met face-to-face. They probably cared about you at least a little because you were a real person. But now peer pressure is online, and nobody thinks the people online are real people. Right. See, now I say this, people don't don't understand, I think, a lot of times or don't really embrace this. But I, I've said over and over again and told people this when they talk about dating apps and meeting people online and stuff, nobody is real until you meet them in person. You know, I don't care how long you've chatted with them. I don't care how many pictures they've sent you or, you know, how many whatever Snapchats you've had. I don't, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter because anybody who wants to can create a persona online and keep that persona up. You could be talking to somebody who's an old gray-haired 70-year-old man and think you're talking to a 22-year-old woman. 
you wouldn't know the goddamn difference. Now, maybe if you talk to them vo- by voice, you know, if you talk to them on the phone, you would obviously voice difference. But, but um, seriously, nobody is real when you meet them online. And I think most people, whether they realize that consciously or not, there's a certain subconscious thing that these people aren't people, right? They're just they're just a, a persona. They're a facade, right? And they're uh, a number. Yeah, a number. Well, and Doing nothing but a number. You get to, in, in this is the online world is the world where you sort of get to start over, right? I mean, when you grew up and you made some stupid mistake, like maybe you you peed your pants in church or something, and everybody laughed at you, and for the next ten years they reminded you of it, right? Well, you go online, you can be anonymous, you can yep. do anything you want to do. And, well, not so much anything you want to do, but you can be anybody you want to be, right? You can say, I've got a black belt in karate. You know, uh, here here's a picture of me, you know, diving off of this cliff or something, you know, and look at all the awesome stuff I do. You, you basically create your... I'm six feet tall. I got well, lots of yeah, money. Yeah, and I didn't even have to have surgery. And lots of time. I got money. I got women. I got... You know everything going for me. You know it's just it's just so easy to do that online. I, I've oh, there's people that make a profession out of it. Well, absolutely, right? and I encounter like, them because people try to convince me that there's something they're not, so that I'll send them money. Well, I mean, like uh, I don't know if you want to call it legit, but um, at least known about. You know, like they're not hiding it from anybody. Wade, like they, you know, like they give the illusion of like this jet set lifestyle, but they're using like sets or props or sure. deceptive pic- sure. And they're angles. influencers, you know, YouTube exactly. channels. Yep. And they're building their followers and they're getting crap and they're making money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think one of the most honest online games there ever was, was second life because that's what it was, right? You go in there and you create a, an avatar, you create a character and you can go explore and meet other people and whatever, but nobody is in second life. Nobody is what they are in their first life. <laughs> right. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. I mean, you could create a, a facsimile of yourself if you wanted to, but what would be the fun in that? <laughs> um, I, before you r- ran away, away from that, I was going to say that if anybody didn't, if, Anybody would not be convinced by your argument. They need to go watch the movie Catfish because that's what did it for me. Exactly. <laughs> that was, I don't know when that came out, but man, that was nuts. Like absolutely astonishing. Oh, I have to add, um, it, it's sort of along these lines, but a little bit different. So they, um, I was reading, you were talking about things not being what they appear to be. I was reading uh, an article. Um, it was this really big deal. This woman had found a second canoe in the mud at the bottom of a lake in Wisconsin. And I mean, this is like a 3,000 year old canoe. It's, um, you know, it was made by the indigenous people a long time ago. But um, what do you mean the second then? Well, she had found one before that was like 1,000 years old. And then she found this one was 3,000 years old. A couple months later. So the later. same woman is found too? Yeah, same woman. She's a dive instructor, so she's diving all the time. So her to rest of world zero. Well, they're actually now sending out people looking for them. Since she found two, they're thinking there must have been a 
like maybe the lake was lower and there was a village there or something and maybe a lot of artifacts. But here's the thing. I'm reading this article and I'm all into this. I'm like, wow, cool. They found this dugout canoe, you know, and it's probably like petrified and it's, you know, it's, then they show a picture of it and it's like kind of a long beat up piece of bark or something. I mean, it doesn't look at all like a canoe. There's nothing about it that would say canoe to me. Like nothing, not even a primitive canoe, not even a part of a canoe. (laughs) I'm like, they do that stuff on that show that I watch, uh, Oak Island, the curse of Oak Island or whatever it's called. They're digging up, you know, an Island in Nova Scotia or whatever, looking for treasure. And they always come up with this, like, this might be a board from a ship. you know. <laughs> and it's, it's like just this old beat up, you know, like how in the like heck a popsicle stick. <laughs> Yeah, like how in the heck do you know that's from a freaking ship and it's not just, you know. And then they go through all the scientific tests and turns out, voila, it could, you know, this dates back to 1600 or something. This could easily be from a ship, you know, and everybody thinks it's from a ship. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I lack imagination. I know I do have trouble with abstract thinking Um, because I'm I'm a very, I'm a very, uh, uh, what's the opposite of abstract? Concrete? concrete thinker <laughs> I, I am i i think in hard numbers i'm very yeah. mathematically oriented abstractions are not easy i was me. laughing at the thought of the opposite of abstract right because abstract would be too abstract to pinpoint to generate an opposite ah there's an interesting thought huh hmm. yeah which brings me to the james webb space telescope it keeps coming back in the news. Like you can't go a week without hearing about the beautiful imagery that's being generated by the James Webb Space Telescope, also known wanna, as the Wanna J- Bet JWST. Well, okay, if you're not paying attention, I, I could definitely go. I've gone weeks upon actually since the last time you told me anything about it. <laughs> well, the last one I saw was this quote unquote striking image of Neptune, and they've got apparently Neptune has rings, and they've never before been seen. So James, the James Webb Telescope has shown us that Neptune has rings. And... I actually did see that on a TikTok, I think. Yeah, well, I You're just... You're right. I can't go a week without this freaking telescope thing. God. I know, but I feel like there's some there's some planetary bigotry going on because, you know... Since they downgraded one of our used-to-be planets, you're never going to see the James Webb Telescope, you know, giving you a close-up of Uranus. Damn it. <laughs> I know. It, Did, where is it? it? I mean, it all started when scientists... That was like the longest setup ever. <laughs> but it all started when they ganged up on Uranus to have, to have its planetary status revoked. You know, anyway, it's, um, it's, I mean, this is science. Okay. I'm just saying that scientists aren't necessarily, you know, egalitarian either. Now that, now that you mention it, I think you're right. Uranus got the shaft. (laughs) It did. It did. I'm telling you. So, um, Uh. I've been putting this one off for weeks. It's not that interesting. (laughs) No, not the Uranus one. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, the, the the federal abortion ban one. I, I just oh. it's it's only wow, you can't. That's so mean. We can't be telling Uranus jokes and then start talking about abortion. <laughs> was that? So I wasn't. I wasn't doing that. any jokes. That was that was the science segment. That was all science. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You should know I don't do jokes for crying out loud. Oh, what an emotional roller coaster! Bring me down. Okay, now, okay, okay. You want to? You want a joke? You think? You think Doug can't do jokes? Okay, here we go. Here's one. Scientists have grown human vocal cords in a petri dish. The results speak for themselves. <laughs> I know, I know. But here's the deal, though. Okay, here's the deal. This isn't really that big of a deal, but I, that's why I've been putting it off for weeks. But Lindsey Graham introduced this bill in the Senate to limit, to, to, to put a federal limit on abortions. And it's the reason it's kind of funny, or I thought it was funny and ironic, was because when, you know, when Roe v. Wade fell and the Republican, you know, uh, legislatures all over the country started, you know, banning abortions in various states and doing it in, in, in a most, you know, uh, unsavory, you know, unthoughtful way. They're just basically saying no abortions, period. We don't give a shit about the mother. You know, all we care about is this, this uh, you know, this multicellular organism that isn't even a person yet. I love how they like to refer I, to, sorry. I was going to say, I think they're just trying to prove they have power. Well, that may be true, but honestly, I think it has, if they were flip sides, they'd still just be as voracious. They're taking whatever point of view they want just to be able to boss people around. But my point is that they took a beating over this, right? There's been several different, like, like they brought up a referendum in Kansas, which Kansas is about as, as uh, conservative as you're going to get in terms of states. And the referendum to, you know, to put it on the Constitution that, or, or to change the Constitution, actually, because the Constitution protected abortion. It had a, a privacy, you know, health care privacy thing in it. So it was like, you know, they couldn't really ban abortion. But anyway, they took up this con- to, to change the Constitution so they could ban abortion. And 70-some percent of the people, I know we talked about this before, but voted against it. So basically, the people of Kansas were against. And anyway, this was kind of a wake-up call to the Republicans. They, this is a hugely unpopular issue, and and um, my point is that they're they're taking a beating in all these legislative races, all these primaries and things that you know they're basically finding out that the abortion stance could really work them against, work against them in November. And then along comes Lindsey Graham. And announces that he wants to pass a federal bill to ban abortion, you know, across the country. Like, and, and the other senators are going, shh, stop, don't, no, what are you doing? <laughs> but anyway, it's just, it's just nuts. I, and, and then, and then, you know, I guess in a, in a similar vein, like I was telling you before we started the podcast, I was watching the um, Robert Reich video where he's talking about all these right-wing media outlets and Alex Jones and stuff that are getting sued for defamation and, you know, all these other, because they're, you know, they're out there telling lies, you know, Alex Jones. And losing, right? Yeah, and losing. That's the the thing. thing. They're losing. And um, it's costing them, you know, well, Alex Jones, I think it cost him 49 million the last one, but, but um, it costs, it's, it's. They only. Yeah, only 40. Yeah, they they were asking for like 150 million. But Um, still. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of money. I couldn't afford it. 
but but Fox News stands to lose like 1.6 billion for for defaming um, uh, Dominion, and it's just from what I understand, there's a couple more too that I haven't even heard about. Like apparently, uh, what's her name in Alaska? Sarah, Sarah Palin. Palin, yeah, had lost a defamation lawsuit. So yeah, I mean they're getting their butts kicked all over the place, and I I don't feel bad for them. I mean I'm not crying. But uh, but I, I just think it's kind of funny because they they don't know when to shut up. Yeah, you know it's like it's like when you're talking to one of these people, and they're trying to convince you of how smart they are and how you know they know how the you know the, the Democrats. Now before I go talking about like the Democrats and Republicans uh, who's screwing us, they're all screwing us. So let me just make that perfectly clear. Um, Democrats are as money hungry as Republicans. The only real difference and the reason why I down the right so much is not because they're Republicans, because they're so far right that they're freaking fascists. Okay. And and that's something I can't get on board with. But as far as the left, you know, or the or the Democrats, I don't want to say left, just the Democrats, right? Uh they're getting money from these PACs and these, you know, this this dark money too. So, you know, granted they're trying to pass laws to make the money in, in, in politics more transparent, um, and the Republicans are blocking it. So you could say the Republicans are on the wrong side of that. But I have to wonder if the Democrats knew it would pass if they would still bring it up for a vote. Like there's, yeah. You can play a certain game, right, where you can say, hey, we're the people who really want to make government transparent and you know, for the people and by the people and all that you know, bullshit we were taught in high school. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't want to sound like a total cynic. It's just that our government hasn't been working for us in decades. Anybody who thinks our government is working for the people needs to take a history lesson. Um, but having said that, uh, where was I going before I got off on that tangent? I was talking about the, the right being, I, I have no sympathy. For I don't that. know, but that's, uh, I think, the first time that we landed there. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for all the political talking we do. I think that was the first time that the basis of your thought was established. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, well, I totally forgot what I was talking about, so it's okay. It but, doesn't matter. But, we were talking about Lindsey Graham and how. No, they, I was done. I was I think I was done with him. I was just talking about how the, the right it seems to be losing their uh, right and how they're not. Like, oh, I know what I was saying. I was saying so. So you're talking to one of them, and they're all smart, and they're all like telling you how the you know how how Q has has predicted that Trump's going to take office, whatever, whatnot, and and they go off and like. I mean, they say some stuff that you really can't necessarily prove wrong, right? Well, you can prove that, that Q's been wrong several times, but, you know, they'll just say, well, he's just he's just playing you for a fool, right? Um, but uh, but then they'll say something like, you know, Barack Obama was responsible for 9-11. And you have to just look at him and kind of go, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're just, they're, they're so far out there. You know, that's, I only bring this up because, you know, these defamation lawsuits. They don't even. They're a lot of the things they say, a lot of things they go on the air and say, or whatever, are not even defensible. Like so many things you can say, you can say, "Well, this is my opinion," or uh, you know, "There's there's some room, there's some wiggle room here." You know, maybe maybe what I said was a little bit over the you know line, but it wasn't completely wrong. But so much of what these people say is just totally demonstrably false, and you're like, "Buddy, get a book." Look at your, I mean, this is contemporary history here. You were alive when this happened, right? Anyway, I digress. 
Um, so speaking of history, maybe they're yeah. living in an alternate universe on a plane that is stacked directly on top of ours. And mm. so those two planes interact and they are completely 100 percent correct in their plane of existence. Yeah, but you know what? The intersection of two planes <laughs> if two two non a, a crash two two planes that are not parallel to each other that intersect. Their intersection right. is a line. Their intersection is a plane crash. <laughs> Very funny. It's just a line, like a line. A line has two dimensions. It doesn't have any place on which you can, you know, fry an egg. All right. So Im- imagine that intersection in your mind. Imagine it, and it looks like, say, an X-wing fighter. Okay? I'm thinking of a swastika. But go ahead. A schwa- why would you <laughs> no, do it's that? Not. Well, that's what I thought of because I just watched it. I'm going to tell you this in a minute. Go anyway, ahead. so like an X-Wing fighter or whatever, and take one plane and rotate it all the way around until it's the exact same as the other one. Then they're in parallel. No, they're on top of each other. Well, they're but they'd have to be parallel to each other. Occupying the same space. Well, then, then they're still parallel to each other. They're just not any distance. There's no distance between them. They're, oh, they're, that's they're what co-planar saying. planes. That's what I'm but saying. But that's the same that. plane. It is now the same plane. A plane is, by definition, you know, any three points can define a plane. So, um, anyway, I want to mention... <laughs> I, the reason I mentioned the history lesson is because I watched the Ken Burns PBS special, The U.S. and the Holocaust. And, mm, um, interesting. Oh, it is interesting. I learned a few things. Uh, some of Most of what I saw I don't think was really surprising to me. But some of the details, uh, it does, it covers like, you know, literally like takes it from 19, well, it starts from like the end of World War One. And takes it all the way out to the end of World War Two, and well, and then there's some epitaph, you know, some some in six notes. hours. In six hours, yeah. That's a that's a heck of a editing job. Yeah, well, they're not necessarily covering every battle in the war. They're covering the Holocaust, right? They're covering the Jewish um, genocide. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it is a it's a lot of a lot of material. But I did learn that uh, Du Bois, or what I thought was Du Bois, is actually the S is not silent; it's Du Bois. So the uh, city you're talking about? No, the person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just saying they they named him. They I don't remember what his. I would have thought it would be Du Bois. That's what I would have thought. And another instance of. That's fine if it's Du Bois, okay, but Du Bois is so much cooler, and so that's what I'm going to call you. Right. See? There we go. We come full circle, right back around. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm I do recommend. Like, if I can improve your name, why wouldn't you want me to tell you the call you the improved name? I, I do recommend, though, watching the documentary. There's, there's a lot of things. It's kind of funny because we did some atrocious things, and I think probably one of the takeaways for me was that uh, people are capable of some incredible, inconceivable things if you just tell them, you know, like like that 
God wants them to do it or that they're doing it for their country or for their, you know, for their race. You know, basically Hitler just said, look, you're killing these Jews because you love your own people. Not because you hate them, but because they're going to destroy your race. They're going to mix with your race and and dilute it and make it worse because you're the master race and they're the, uh, you know, they're, they're the mulattoes or whatever you want to call them. Right. So anyway, long story short, though, the thing I took away from it was because you can't help, you can't deny how people turned on their neighbors, right? And Americans turned on the Jews. Like we did right. just as much. We we were just as bad. Uh, the whole country, although I'm sorry, the whole planet. Everybody, everybody, you know, the Jews needed a place to go. They needed a place when it first started happening. Uh, Germany, you know, Hitler wasn't in total control of everything. He hadn't started taking over. He was just basically persecuting the Jews and sort of a, you know, just, I mean, the writing was on the wall, but the Jews were trying to find, a lot of them, you know, who could afford to leave were trying to find a way out and there was no place for them to go because everybody had, you know, we, we had quotas. We changed our quotas to actually block them. We had people in the State Department who did everything they could right up to the end of the freaking war to stop Jews from getting into this country. And, uh, and then even when the war was over, even after it was all said and done and we knew how bad it was, we knew about the, the – because the, for a long time, you know, we didn't have a lot of information about what was going on in Germany. And um, at some point, you know, maybe a year or two before the end of the war, we had a pretty good picture of the concentration camps and the, you know, the, the uh, gas chambers and stuff like that. But at first we didn't realize the Jews were being murdered, you know, wholesale. We just thought they were being persecuted and, and not that that was a good thing, but – it wasn't that serious, but later, but when the war was over and we knew what had happened to these people and these people are, you know, basically have no place to go because, they're, you know, their homes have been destroyed. Their neighbors were the ones who turned them over. They're the ones who, who you know, stole their stuff and broke into their businesses and threw bricks to their windows. And I mean, they're literally, would you want to go home? You know, um, but the point yeah. is the world still didn't want to take them in. Like we were still like, well, you know, we know you're starving and you're you look like a, a bony rail, right? You're 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 about next to death, but we just don't have room for you. <laughs> it's just it's crazy. But I guess I guess like I said, the takeaway is that this could happen today. This could happen anywhere, right? You give people the right message, you give them the right bullshit, just like Trump did with his supporters. You know, tell them, oh, you're victims. These, uh, you know, these Mexico is sending rapists and murderers over and, and, you know, you're you're the, you're just whatever, whatever bullshit you want to tell people, if it rings with them, if they go, oh yeah, yeah, that's true, that you can get them to do anything. Right. And, you know, we should be like really scared of this. This is scary stuff. And and what I was going to say was... So, so as I'm watching this movie and all these terrible things are happening and they're talking about the hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of millions of Jews being slaughtered and, you know, tortured and buried in mass graves and all this stuff, I, I didn't want to cry because it was just appalling. Like, it was just like, wow, this is just unbelievable. When, they get, when you get into the gory details, it's freaking gory. But, and, and I was really upset that people were so, you know, cold-hearted and, and the government wasn't working and the politics were bullshit and everything else. But it was at the end that I cried. It was after it was all over, when it was totally over, and you're looking at the mess, and you're looking at these people that have now just, they're just completely lost. You can't help but look at these people and go, my God, the trauma that they have been through. 
you know, these people that were, that barely survived the concentration camps, you know, to, to when the, you know, allied troops and the Russians came in and, and liberated them, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was just, at the end, it was just a tearjerker. And then of course, you know, there, like I said, there was a bit of an epitaph about how nothing has really changed. You know, they didn't say nothing has changed, but that's basically what it comes down to. This is human so nature. So what do we call that on the extinction pool? Um, a hmm. uh, man turns against his neighbor and you just, we just kill like each other. Uni- universal genocide. <laughs> yeah. Mutu- we just Mutual genocide. It's the old, uh, it's like the duel. Something like that. You know, you know, back in the days when they had duels, a lot of times both of the duelers would get shot and die. Yeah. I like mutual, mutual genocide. Or, or. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Anyway, you know what they say. Life is hard, but it could be worse. Life is hard, but it could be worse. I heard that. Life is hard. You were supposed to. Worse.